Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're either in or you're out. Right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! Pack your bags and get ready. You're going to Vegas with someone who knows Vegas inside and out. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, the podcast. He saw his woman take another man, so he sits the ladder, steals the saws in the sky, puts on Sinatra and starts to cry on and on. Just keeps on trying And he smiles when it feels like crying On and on, on and on, on and on Entertainment is back in Vegas. We're excited about that. Great jazz music coming. Jonathan Caron, a great jazz singer, is going to be out again in June. June 25th, Friday night. And it's a... Tribute to Nancy Wilson and Cannonball Adderley. There's an album we're going to talk to Jonathan about that they put out before and what we can expect to see. But just so you know, it's June 25th. That's a Friday night, 7.30 at the Summerlin Library Theater. And in fact, Jonathan is just coming off a few dates over at the uh, at that same theater. Jonathan, first of all, welcome to the show. Nancy Wilson Thanks. and Cannonball Adderley, what a great duo. Yes, thank you. Thank you. It's nice to speak with you. Yes, I, I actually um, was uh, privileged enough to meet Nancy, hang out with her at her home, and uh, she's given me some of her musical charts, uh, and I'm just excited. That's one of one of my favorite albums, and I do the show with a great saxophonist here in town, Charles McNeil. Uh, he he takes we don't imitate anything; we put our own stamp on it. But um, he does the tribute side that's more towards Cannonball, and I do. Uh, some of the song we do most of the songs off of the album that they did together. Yeah, I think yeah. Nancy Wilson's great, and she's she's sort of underappreciated. You know, I mean, the real jazz fans uh, can really appreciate it, but people need to hear some of her stuff. And it's great to go hear a couple of great musicians like like you guys, because Vegas is just loaded with some great people. But it's got to be it's an exciting thing to hear kind of music that maybe uh, you don't hear much anymore. But boy, we miss it. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'm just I'm happy to uh, tribute her um, and and the album. And yeah, you're right. She is a little uh, underappreciated, I think. You know, when I talk to singers, though, singers most singers are hip to her, and she was really a, a singer's singer. Singers really appreciate her, her phrasing, her dynamics. I mean, and everybody I know that knew her, and of course. I got to know her. Just an elegant, sweet woman in in every way. A lady, you know. Yeah. And this is an exciting time for you. You just released an album that the critics love, and apparently so do the uh, the fans out there. It's called Shadows Fall. And you got a couple of great things right off the top, right? Uh, some iTunes ratings that were very high. Yes. We're number, number four on the iTunes jazz charts and number two on the American community radio charts which is like stations like npr and things like that we're really excited to have you on we're going to talk more about the album but i want to talk about you first of all 
you're a guy that grew up in the Ozarks, right? Now, people don't associate jazz music with the Ozarks. I go, my God, how did he get into that? Until I looked at your family, and it seems like you grew up in a family that just loved music, art, and so forth. Yes, I, I really did. And and they turned me on to a lot of... Um, they they weren't real jazz buffs, but they listened to a lot of the Great American Songbook, you know, a lot of Sinatra, Dean Martin, uh, Judy Garland... Um, Shirley Bassey, just different people who were singing, you know, Great American Song, Irving Berlin, Tony Bennett, uh, Cole Porter, Duke Ellington. So I, I did get to know a lot of the standards, and then then I kind of took it deeper on my own uh, and and dug people up like Carmen McRae and Mel Torme and, and just kind of re- did a lot of research on my own, digging different artists up that really ended up being, you know, teachers to me in a way, because as a young age, I was listening to them and learning from them a lot. Yeah, there was no doubt you were going to do this for a living, right? I mean, from really like your mom says you started singing from the time you were born, and you look at it, and you you knew right away, right? I mean, there was no question what you were going to do. I think by age six, I I pretty much knew I was going to go for show business, yeah. We're, we're glad you did. And I've heard you compared to Mel Torme, which I think, gosh, Mel Torme music is so great. And, and we, we don't want to lose this music. You know, you talk about the, the great standards, and you can tell people still, that's not going away. Because when I see some of the rock heroes I grew up with, they all want to sing this eventually. Rod Stewart. Exactly. And, and yeah. Tom- James Taylor just released a, an album of standards. So it's being preserved. Look, look what Lady Gaga did. Yeah, and do you think it's because that music was just so great, and and it it kind of defies time because it goes from generation to generation, and people still love it. You know, even they're listening to other things, but that doesn't go away. I think it's part. Of, I really, I believe it's American poetry. These songs that they're, they're they've become so familiar. They're like apple, you know, as American as apple pie, and. Um, I think they people think of them more than just a song. It's it takes them to a memory. It makes them think of a certain family member or a loved one, or so. And I think that artists that have great integrity uh, uh, for all styles of music, like let's say Lady Gaga, for some for for one reason or for one example, excuse me. Um, I think that she realizes that this material is so well written that it really gives a, a musician or a singer something to really sink their teeth into. And um, even though it's written by someone else, you can almost take it and and create your own little movie out of it, you know. Yeah. There's such storytelling that I think you can really put your own stamp on it. Like the songs on this album, Shadows Fall, that was just released, Yes, they were all written by an array of different writers, but you know, at the at the end of the recording, I to me it feels like mine because because we put our own stamp on it, you know. Exactly, and you know that's what's interesting about this music. Uh, people love the Great American Songbook, and of course, like you say, it's been done by all the greats, whether it's Sinatra, some of the people you mentioned before. But I guess it's really an opportunity for your for you to take some of these songs on and kind of make them your own. And yet, 
not lose the uh, the greatness of these songs, but instead put your own little stamp on it. That's got to be uh, both a challenge and a lot of fun, I would think. It is a challenge because I don't want to record something and have it be just like something that's already been. You know, if I'm going to re-record something, I want to give it my own feeling, my own arrangement, my own emotion. So it is a challenge because some of these songs have been re-recorded so many times that it's like, well, if I'm going to do it, how can I bring bring myself into it? So I love that as an artist being able to to have that challenge and and feel like I've contributed something new to it. You're simply the best, better than all the rest, better than anyone, anyone I've ever met. And I'm stuck on your heart. I hang on every word that you say. Don't tear us apart. Oh, I would rather be dead Each time you leave me I start losing control You run away With my heart and my soul I can't feel you Even when I'm alone Oh, baby Well, as I said before, the critics love you, and this is one of the best quotes I've ever read, where Jazz Corner said that your voice is romantic without being cloying, and it, warm but not forced, and I, I know ex- I can kind of imagine that, because I saw a lot of people read uh, sing those songs, and, and kind of drip, is so drippy to it that it, it sounds like everybody else, and you don't do that, and in fact, this is, you sing these standards with an emotional weight that makes it seem as if uh, he'd written the songs himself. So I'm thinking that's kind of what you're shooting for, right? I mean, is, is to do exactly that. Definitely. It's great stuff. You know, you mentioned uh, the, the the next concert where you're going to uh, tribute to Nancy Wilson and Cannibal Adderley. But uh, p- apparently that's something you like to do. I saw you did a uh, probably did a proclamation of Diane Shore Day down in Palm Springs. It's got to be fun. Yeah, Diane's a good friend of mine. And uh, they asked me to go down there and honor her with with that award uh palm springs does a women's jazz festival every september or sometime in the in the early fall and i was of course happy to do that for her and i talked to her on the phone about once a month and we just catch up and have fun and when she comes to see me i always drag her up on stage and when i go to see her she always drags me up on stage so (laughs) hopefully in the future um I, I hope to record a, a song with her, a single with her. Well, that'd be great. Well, you live in a great spot. Kind of have a really nice place to uh, share your craft. I guess uh, that's relatively close to home. Yeah, I do. I mean, Vegas is a great place to be based. And having lived in San Diego before, which has a thriving uh, music community, I go back there to perform. L.A. Anywhere up and down. I mean, before COVID, I was on the coast of California somewhere at least once a month and then usually a couple times a year i would do a more extensive tour where i went to the east coast or the midwest or or wherever but vegas has a, a lot of so many wonderful venues and it's great that the libraries even I, I don't know another city that libraries have these phenomenal 
performing arts theaters attached to them, and several of ours do. So it's yeah. just another place. Also, it's a place, they do a lot of cultural things usually at these theaters, um, but it's also a place for locals to go to. They don't have to go to the Strip, and they can go see a show that maybe doesn't have all the glitz and glamour of a of a Vegas show, which that's all great too, but it's it's another flavor of something going on here, which is wonderful for locals to uh, to have that. Yeah, well, and we always try to tell people, because uh, we're on both in Las Vegas and across the country in different cities and so forth, and we try to tell people when you're visiting, you know, and you're, you're going to be looking at those shows on the Strip and so forth, but you do want to check the libraries in the Smith Center and so forth, because it can really give you a kind of a well-rounded... Uh, Appeal of different styles of music and so forth. There's really a lot of talent in this town. And I noticed on Shadow Falls, and let's get into that. It's called Shadows Fall. It's a great album. It's not just you. It's you and then the pianist Joshua White. You guys seem to really uh, work well together. Was this something you wanted to do with him for a while? It is. You know, it's kind of in the vein of, of the Tony Bennett, Bill Evans albums. Theirs was so popular that they did two albums together, which were just piano vocal. And then Ella Fitzgerald did one with Joe Pess, the famous guitarist. And that was so popular that they ended up doing a second volume. I think when you do an album that's stripped down like that with a, with a musician that you really click, click with, and Joshua White and I have a musical synergy. I've probably worked with him more than any pianist that I've worked with. Um, he's based in L.A., uh, but whenever I'm in California, you know, I do, he just came out here to do the two album release shows last week. And um, I think when you do an album with somebody that you really jive with like that and it's stripped down, I think the listener gets to know the performer in a different way because there's nothing to hide behind. It's very honest. It's very vulnerable in a way. So I think the listener really hears another side of the, the artist. Yeah, and I think the two of you work together, you like each other, and it just clicks. And there's a lot to that, right? Because when, when you're up there and you're having fun with each other and so forth, people can get excited about it. I mean, it, it's one of those things, it can make a night really special because you guys can improvise as is needed. Totally, and that's one reason, I mean, I love working with Joshua. And like I said, we've worked a lot together, but I could tell that the audience, their reaction of the two of us together was so great that um, I realized, oh well, we should we should put this down and, and put it out because look what look how people respond to us together. Absolutely. So absolutely, it's been a difficult time with the pandemic and so forth. Did that give you some time to get back into the studio and kind of play around with some different things? I mean, you try to make the best thing out of a miserable situation. Right. I mean, it did. I I had some blessings during the the 2020 year but this album i actually recorded we recorded it before and it was in the mixing and mastering process when covid hit and i thought ooh i don't want to release this until things are look looking a little better because we're going on to palm springs next week to to promote the album with a show at an amphitheater there and then in july July 10th, we'll be in San Diego performing, and I think we're going to do a date in L.A. as well now that they're starting to book Feinstein's again. But um, I also did, an, I did get in the studio. I released 
two singles in 2020, one that's like a soul jazz cover of uh, Eddie James' I'd Rather Go Blind. And then we took Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You, mm-hmm. and we were the first ones to do a vocal jazz version of that, and it swings, and it's so fun, and um, it's a lot of fun. I, I love the way it came out. So I was able to release those two things, and then I, I almost have another album in the bag, too, that I did while I was doing those. And it's got a duet with Jane Monheit on it. Wow. And there's 10 songs on that one. I might go in and do one more song uh, for it. And I'm not sure when I'll release that because, of course, I've just released this one. But well, no, I did it's, do it's that. It's exciting too. because, you know, putting together albums is sort of a lost art now. Everything is on YouTube or on, you know, putting singles on iTunes, whatever it is. And the album is such an important part. And that's where I think it just goes well with jazz. You think of the great Sinatra stuff. And, you know, people doing a duet with Jane Monheit, that has to be really kind of fun for you, right? Because, again, it's another chance to really be creative. Yeah, totally. And, you know, I, I know a lot of people are just doing singles. And I've put out three singles. Um, but when you, do, when you do a full body of work, it, it really, I don't know, it says something more, I think. And it, and it it speaks volumes, and it's a whole body of work that things slide together. You know, you, it's just it's a it becomes more of a story there of, of what you're trying to get across. But I, I'm kind of a tra- traditionalist, I guess, and um, so I I'm going to continue to put both singles, but also albums out. Yeah, well, and I love it because I got a feel for your your music with this. That's why Shadows Fall, people will love this because, you know, you got some of the classic standards. You got Lush Life and uh, So In Love and so forth. But then you, you've got some little things that are uh, don't typically go on these type of uh, jazz compilations, like Simply the Best. Right. You know, and people like to hear that because I think that... The, that's something that's kind of fun. If you can kind of move around your genre, I mean, you're definitely a great jazz singer, but when you can kind of go into some of those other areas, again, it, it's bringing your style to a different uh, to a different genre, and I think it's just a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. And taking, I mean, as long as this, the song has a good, good backbone, it has a great melody, it was well-written, the lyrics are good, they tell a good story, then... I'm, you know, if I, I can put my twist on it, I'm happy to take a song from any era and, and do so. And I, and I think it's important to do that because the listener, you know, does, might not be familiar with a song from the 40s or, or 50s or whatever. But taking this, like, simply the best, Tina Turner's rock song, and turning it into a jazz waltz, um, it's very heartfelt. I, I mean, I remember playing in Mexico last year before the pandemic and I was doing an animal song uh, but I was doing it slower mm. and you know again with a jazz trio and it had a different vibe to it and a woman came up after up, up to me after the show and said wow I've heard that I, I used to rock out <laughs> to that song you know on bar stools in the clubs but I don't really want to rock out anymore and the way you did it was beautiful and I finally, after hearing it so many times, just 
got what the song is all about. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, I think it's great for people that grew up with that, too, because we want to hear different uh, things. And especially when you talk about rock music, that is lost. I mean, it's an honest thing. And boy, it's like, wow, that song has a different meaning than what I thought. I think that's really cool. Well, let's tell people, okay, first of all, Shadows Fall, what's the best way to get uh, to get a copy of it? Well, to find any information about me, uh, you can go to my website, which is jonathancurrant.com, J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N-K-A-R-R-A-N-T.com. Or you can follow me on social media, all the platforms, I'm, I'm on them, and it's just my name to look for. But you can also go to iTunes or Spotify or Amazon or Pandora or any of those things to find any digital music platforms to find my albums. So we're definitely going to do that, and let's remind people one more time, if they're coming out to Vegas on June 25th, or you live in Vegas, is even better, Friday night uh, at the Summerlin Library Theater, and that's a great place. I think people will be really surprised, 7.30. Well, how do we get tickets to that, Jonathan? Well, my last show there had was ticketed, but this show uh, actually is funded by the government, so it's a or by the county, so it's a gift to Vegas. It's a free show. Wow. Well, that's even better. That's terrific. Right. right. So you can go see the show, and then, of course, that money you would have spent, go get the album, because you'll want to relive this over and over. Hey, John- exactly. Please do. <laughs> hey, Jonathan, thanks a lot. Really enjoyed talking with you today. Uh, it was my pleasure. Thank you for having me. What if every dollar you invested into your training program turned into $30 of revenue? What if your learning program was so engaging that your employees looked forward to annual trainings? And what if you could monitor the success and effectiveness of your curriculum with quantifiable metrics? Go to training.epsilonxr.com. E-learning has made each of these scenarios possible, utilizing tools such as virtual and augmented reality, simulations, and online instructor-led training provides a safe environment for employees to learn at their own pace. Go to training.epsilonxr.com. Here at Epsilon XR, we have 50 years of experience in creating powerful and effective training programs. We combine proven training methods with cutting-edge technology to create immersive training experiences. Are you ready to take your training program to the next level? Go to training.epsilonxr.com. Training.epsilonxr.com. Come on, let's go to Vegas. 
support Vegas Never Sleeps on Patreon for exclusive ad-free content, prizes, drawings, and fun, starting at just five bucks. Go to patreon.com slash Vegas Never Sleeps. Patreon.com slash Vegas Never Sleeps. Pack your bags and get ready because you're going to Vegas. Go to patreon.com slash Vegas Never Sleeps. Come on, let's go to Vegas.